0: And then lots of hippie music. Yeah, the trees are green. I'm shoveling and being alive on the ship by myself with the little silly robots. And I'm eating tofu. Trees are blooming and the flowers are. Why, why? Why do they have train movies? Oh, there's a shower in this room! Woohoo! I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. I
1: watched a lot of penis things this week.
0: Then me just slamming my head against the desk over and over and over and over and over.
1: Close the door. Alrighty then? Did you did you hear any of that? He went, oh, uh-uh. happy, 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 happy time. And then slammed the door and ran off. Oh, like, uh, uh, sure. Okay. <laughs> uh. Yes, Holden is pretty much good the whole time. The only time that is if he's really tired, like uh, after school. I try and get him to lay down and take a rest, but it's hard to because he's not tired then. But then he's tired at six o'clock and then he gets kind of grumpy. But he still is. It's nowhere near
0: the other two. He's yeah. just a little,
1: little angel.
0: oh otherwise how are things going Uh, you got the oh you want uh, to hear the
1: story about last night
0: yeah I'd like to hear how that all went down and then I will share real quickly like how how I found out about that
1: okay so and this is going to be part of our rabbit trail we'll just delay the roulette a little while because in order to tell you the story of leading up to that I gotta talk a little bit about some video games oh okay and this will also explain why I'm not I I'm I'm not drunk listeners. I've I, my lip is uh, sometimes you're going to hear me slishish a little bit tonight. Oh, we're getting to that. It's, it's it all is coming around. So, uh last night after my wife and I watched our 8 out of 10 cats does countdown and then she went to bed and then I if everybody's in bed, then I finally have my little window of time where I can fit in some games of PUBG. Do you know what PUBG is?
0: I've heard of it, but I'm I've not Okay. I've never
1: you know how much I like online gaming and it's as much as you like online gaming with other people?
0: Zero. Yeah. I, it's zero. Right?
1: Yeah. I, I hate it. But then they came up with this game. I think that PUBG is a short name for it. It's a player unknown battlegrounds or something like that. And it's a multiplayer online game where you just run and shoot each other. Like all, like Call of Duty. It sounds like Call of Duty and all those other games and everything, but it is not like it. And it is in all of the best possible ways. I love it. I wish I could get you to play it because it is so unlike any of those other bullshit problems that we have with multiplayer online. I don't have to talk to anybody, and there's not this thing where you spawn, you die. That you know, you know what I mean. And it's over in two seconds. And yeah. I hate that. It's not like that at all. The here. So here's the entirety of the game. And it, somebody said it better on another podcast. They said, you can learn all you need to... You can learn everything that is in the game in about three minutes. It's brilliant. So, you got a hundred players. They all get in an airplane. It flies across this island. You choose one to parachute out. The island is full of guns and places to hide and buildings and stuff. And around the island is a big circle. And it is... Decreasing, and if you're outside the circle, you're get, taking damage. There's only one winner. There's no extra lives. There's only one winner. So, no. okay. uh, and and the, so the rounds also have a limit because of that shrinking safety area. So you can either choose to you can see when everybody else is getting off the plane. So you can either choose to jump out with all the masses and run around like a maniac trying to find a gun and survive and shoot people left and right like crazy. Or you can play the way that I play, which is I kind of wait till 80 people are off the plane. I kind of find a building that's out of the path of other people. I parachute way over to it. I get all loaded up with guns. I find out where the center of the circle is going to be because that's where the end of the game is going to be. And I just kind of, if I come across people, I'll take them out. Otherwise, I just head for that area. And when I get in that area, I try and get myself in some good cover and some good um, place that I can see people. Because you really only have to kill one person in this game, and that's the 99th person.
0: Yeah, that actually sounds brilliant. It is the most
1: brilliant multiplayer online game I've ever played in my life. It's genius, and there does not need to be any more online shoot-em-up games, because I don't, you can't top this. It's it's the shit.
0: How is the graphics?
1: Well, see, here's the thing. Now, this is a game for computer. I think it's on PS4, too.
0: Okay. And
1: Xbox. It's a downloadable. I think you got to pay, like, 20 bucks for it. Um, I don't know how well it runs on those machines though. Most of the people that I've watched played are playing it on computer. I had, so, so like a week or two ago, they came out with PUBG mobile. It's on my phone. So it's a little trickier because you're using a touchscreen, but I got my s- second chicken dinner last night. What happens is when you win, it just says winner, winner, chicken dinner. You want a chicken dinner. Not really. It's just a saying. It's like, congrats. You won. Now onto the next game. Um, it's really hard to win. Not gonna lie. But because of the way the game is built and set up like that, even when I die, I, I don't care. Like, it's like, oh, well, you know, I got to 25th. That's better than 75 other people. Yeah. So it's a lot of, it's a lot of fun. It's so freaking great. So it's a, I think I could do a lot better if I had a controller in my hand instead of my touch screen. But I still do pretty damn good, I think. My kill to death ratio is great. And I'm usually, I'm routinely top 10. Uh, but anyway, so there's a reason I need to tell you about that before we get to the next thing, because that plays a part in it. See, I can't play this game when the kids are around because there's no pausing this game. And, you know, it never fails. I'll be in my office and I'll be like, you know what? They're all distracted with a movie. Maybe I can get in a quick game. And a full game will, can take like 30 minutes, so I'm playing, and at the 25-minute mark, when there's 10 people left, and the circle is getting really small, and it's getting really tense, that's when they run in and jump in your lap, and they're knocking your hands, and bumping your elbows, and you're trying to aim it, and it's like it's hopeless, and damn it, you lose. Yeah. So, uh, they go to bed, and it's my PUBG time. And I've only gotten, uh, let's see, I think it was my 21st match that I got my first chicken dinner. And last night I was playing, let's see, I played four four games last night, I think. I went, I had a real bad one the first game, I went 72nd. I, I just happened to land near a guy I didn't know was there, and he just blasted me with a shotgun. It was like, some guy just went to the same place as me. Then I went like 9th, then I went like 16th, and then I was on this round. And I was loaded for bear, I had all the weapons that I wanted. I was hidden well behind a tree, and there was only one guy left, and the circle was extremely tiny, and this moron's driving around in a car. I'm like, uh, like, you can't even barely, there's not enough space for you to steer the car and stay inside the circle without taking damage, so I'm like, okay, I'm, he's hoping to run over me, so I'll just wait till he... Gets desperate enough to get out of his stupid car, and then I'm going to blow him away. And that's exactly (laughs) what I did. I just kept hiding around the tree, around so he couldn't hit me. And then he stopped and got out of his car, and I blasted him. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And I was like, yes! And I reached over to grab my glass, and I went to take a sip, and there was something floating in it. I immediately pulled away, but it was too late. A wasp had crawled into my drink and blasted me in the lip. And I wave my arms around and spit flying cause the drink is flying and jumped up and what is happening? You know, I didn't know what was going on. Uh, cause, you know, it's 11 o'clock 30 at night and I'm, I just won PUBG. I'm like, yeah, winner, winner, chicken dinner. Ah, fuck, fuck, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wow. It hurts so fucking bad. And I, the more I feel it today, I think it was on the, kind of on the inside almost. But yeah, I managed to find the prick and take him outside, but. Of course, I mean, within two minutes, my lip was huge. Like, I just got belted in the face, and... Ah, don't, I mean, I never saw a wasp flying around, so I don't... I there you have it. I, I yeah. Still was kind of worth it, though, I guess.
0: <laughs> yeah, and and how I found out about that is I, uh, I finished up a movie with my wife last night, an Easter movie, which I'll get into that with Recently Watched. And then I continued with one of my, uh, cheesy 80s slasher movies. I'm like, yeah, I'm good to go. Got two cups of coffee in me. <laughs> fast asleep. <laughs> and, um, and it, I can tell, like, it's getting, like, I'm able to sleep longer and longer through a loud movie. Um, I slept for a good hour with this booming loud movie playing. Um, and then I just, I woke up and the main menu was on the screen I'm like where am I what is going on why is there a drink in my lap what is what huh (laughs) and then I like I guess phone look at my phone and I got my phone and I just there was a picture of you with the most gross huge lip I'm like what oh what is going on this is a horror movie so I it was just so random and weird and bizarro and it was yeah perfect (laughs) So anyway, uh, but it was such a weird, uh, just yeah, weird. <laughs> yep. Well, that's <sighs> I. I uh, well, that's that's Ohio for you.
1: We got two seasons: winter and ticks, and and yeah, wasps and bees
0: and. <sighs> I can't believe that a wasp was even like. I thought they were all dead or hibernating or you know. I have no idea. One one of our friends told me because
1: I posted it on Facebook. One of my our friends told me that. Her daughter got nailed last week. There was one sitting in her
0: shoe. Jeez. Ohio. But on the flip side, you go down south and you got cockroaches and huge things. scorpions and snakes. And so, yeah. Things that when they bite you, it's permanent. It's it's permanent for a very short time and then you're dead. (laughs) I meant it had permanent
1: effects, but yeah, that too, I guess. That too. Fire ants. Did you ever deal with any fire ants when you were in... I did,
0: yes. When I lived in Florida, one time I went to get the mail... And I'm like, huh, what's this in my mailbox that, and my mailbox was rightfully getting old. And, uh, you know, the previous owner had never replaced it. And I'm like, ah, I'm going to let that ride for a little while. I'm not going to deal with it. Well, that day I dealt with it by having fire ants all over my hand. That hurt so bad. I mean, that was like a split second too, where, uh, several got on me. And I mean, it's like, it's called fire ants for a reason. It felt like your hand was on fire.
1: Uh, I've gotten into them twice Uh, because we used to go down to Florida a
0: lot more than we do now because we have relatives
1: down there. And the one time, me and my sister were just playing on this stump in the yard, and all of a sudden it was like, you feel something? And then, you know, I felt it, and here they were all over the stump and therefore all over us. And not just hands, I mean inside our clothes. And it hurt so bad that we were stripping clothes off as we were running to the door, and they live on a street. It wasn't like in the middle (laughs) of the door. It was like, you don't even care because it hurts so bad. And yep, we had bites all over our body, but that happened to yep. me twice in Florida. It's shit like that where I'm
0: like, no, no, I fucking hate bugs. <laughs> yeah. But having said that, I would, I think I would probably take. Um, uh, the split second biting of fire ants over like being stuck in a small enclosed area with like several cockroaches. Cause those things are straight from the fiery pits of hell. Did you have to deal with any of those? Oh, yes. In our house, we had cockroaches and they are so something about those. I'll take big spiders over there. Cockroaches are so gross. Yeah, they're they are. so gross. They're crunchy and they're fast and they're from creep show. That's all you need to know. <laughs>
1: right, as soon as you said crunchy, I just think of temple of doom.
0: And little, Temple of... Oh, yeah, that's, we, yeah.
1: I don't think we step on fortune cookie.
0: <laughs> and just... And they're like... In that movie, they're huge. Well, actually, in our, even in our house down in Florida, like every now and then, like we'd get some medium-sized ones, but every now and then, there'd be one where you'd be like, that's borderline mutant material there. And then, you know, <laughs> who's going to be the one that tries to kill that thing? Because it's just even killing it with... Like a hard object. Like just hearing that crunch is grosser than anything you'll watch in a disgusting movie. It's and and so then you can't gross.
1: just scrape it up. You have to like wet rag it up.
0: Oh yeah. I mean they're they're full of intestines and <laughs> juicy yellow green. Yeah. Uh huh. Uh huh. Yep.
1: <laughs> so, Wonderful.
0: Yippers. How are how are you? <laughs> oh. <God. laughs> Oh well, perfect. I guess now I got to talk about cockroaches and gooey, slimy guts. So good. <laughs> <Awesome>. I'm great. <laughs> yeah, but actually, it was a pretty good day. Uh, really, really busy this morning, but I I just plowed through some stuff just to get as much done as I could because usually, uh, at least for my job, usually in the afternoons, that's when the time zones people are awake. So we got the California crowd and a bunch of you know the. Pacific time people waking up and then I get bombarded with emails and it never ceases to fail. So I'm like, I've got to get as much shit done as I can in the morning because it's it's coming. The storm is coming. And usually about 12 noon. That's 9 a.m. It's it's 9 a.m. And then it's just bills and emails and did did it, did it, did it, did it. It's usually on a Monday. I'm dealing with at least 40 emails. It's
1: yeah. Oh, I know it. it I, I, my work is on based on emails too. I've I got more emails last year than I did in all the years I've done this job, which is now going on 18. I had one day where I had 160 emails.
0: Oh, it's just oh, and it's a flood. It's just it's almost overwhelming and depressing. It's like quit it, quit emailing me. Yeah. And not as much junk.
1: I don't get any junk mail on my work account. It's, it's I get some.
0: For some reason, because we are a food service, kind of, sort of, I mean, we serve popcorn and candy, whatever, but we're still classified as that. So I get all the emails for food that's being re- recalled. So all the restaurants, you know, you get this this food is being recalled. So be careful. But, and I mean, th- today, it was just bombarding me with emails of this kind of shrimp is is being recalled. This type of beef is being I'm like, quit emailing me and I can't <laughs> opt out of it. I can't escape that because yeah. – I just can't, and I, I like, I, I want to un, like unsubscribe to you so now, to, bad. To be clear, you don't
1: have shrimp and that kind of food there no. in the first place. I'm telling no. the
0: audience. Yes, like literally, the only thing that could spoil is like, maybe popcorn. Maybe I mean. <laughs> anyway, Ugh. anyway, there you go. <laughs> All right.
1: Yeah. Are you ready to move on with the show? Let's finally talk about movies. Okay after that very long first part but that that can count t- towards the middle too you know whatever yes. it'll be fine yeah um uh, let's move on to the roulette where we dive in the ocean of cinema and try and find those gems in the lu- rough in the in the luff in the rough <laughs> uh, last week it was game over man up against assault
0: on arkham and i will let you go first um okay I, we've talked about this You've talked about this numerous times, so I'm going to keep this review short. I liked it, of course. It's Suicide Squad, but good, and only an hour and f- 16 minutes. Um, I'm not, obviously, I'm not as big of a superhero fan or as big as an anime fan, because I consider this anime, right?
1: It's an a- definitely an anime style, I would say.
0: Yeah, I'm not as big on that as you are, um, but it's almost like the flip, the flip side of that is you're not as into slasher movies as I am, but you still appreciate some of them and, you know can enjoy some of them for what they are. And I certainly enjoyed this. This is, uh, I thought this was way better than, uh, Wonder Woman. Wonder Woman, it was good, but I liked the movie worlds better than the anime. This, on the other hand, is the total opposite of Suicide Squad. This was, uh, I, I'm gonna be surprised if I watch Suicide Squad again any, like, I might watch it one time down the road as a, curiosity thing like oh i remember that movie from years ago but i don't have any interest in watching that again especially with how cool this was and the short runtime and there's barely any wasted screen time there's always something going on in this and it makes sense and it's cool and it's r-rated which i like although it's actually it says here it's pg-13 on imdb which really surprises me because that it uh that's pretty risque for pg-13 from my memory yeah um, but I liked it. I'll, I could actually say I'll end up down the road probably watching this again. I, of course, veer more towards like something like Castlevania, which was phenomenal. Uh, and, uh, Dante's Inferno? Oh, wait. Um. Yes. Yeah, yeah, the Japanese, yes. I
1: had to think for a minute. I was like, was that Inferno or Peak? Which one was the volcano
0: that exploded? It's the one with all the different anime styles. Oh, yeah, I know which one you're talking about, okay. but I was just trying to. But- Yeah, Yeah, so those are more my style. The Castlevania was so good. But this is still, for a superhero anime-type deal, uh, really, really good. Cool. Well, I'm going to
1: still throw you one every now and then, just because I want to show you how cool these little... And you know what the funny thing is? Because this had the same... I think this one did. I think this one had the same director as um, The Dark Knight Returns Parts 1 and 2 that you loved so much. And he's done a ton of these. It's Jay Olivia. Yeah, I'm I'm not 100% sure that he did this one, but he's done a ton of them. And there's other ones that I want to show you, like Justice League War, which I'm showing you these as an example of how DC superhero films could be awesome. But they keep not quite doing it well, you know? Yeah. And it, like I was just talking about War the other day with a buddy online because I was like, it's so frustrating that here's a movie that is 70 minutes on IMDb. They're not even classified as films. Because they're so short, they classify them as videos. Which is weird, but whatever. Um, and like Justice League War is all of the Justice League being introduced to each other for the very first time. Like, it's like an origin story, you know, where they first, the very first time, they all kind of meet and find each other. And they do it in a brilliant way at 70 minutes. It's like, why do these movies take two and a half hours to just do that shit, you know? You can just, there's the blueprint. There's, the, it came together so organically. I, I, it's very frustrating that even if you wanted to add an hour for, to, you know, cause you got to change up for live action, that's still two twenty, right? Do yeah. the math right. And it's, and most, uh, they, they have a hard time keeping them under three hours, which I'm not complaining necessarily about that, but it's like, you know, you, and with getting half the information across, you could have got twice as much done in half the time. If
0: you just look at these movies a little closer, I'm not going to yeah. throw
1: you one every week, but I'll throw you one every once in a
0: while. Yeah, but yeah, get a thumbs up. I mean, it's not my favorite thing ever, but it was easy watch.
1: Cool. Okay, over on my side. Game over, man. Oh, I forgot to bring up the synopsis of this movie. Ah, no need. So three dudes who work in a hotel as the room service and waiters and cleaning up the rooms and all that jazz. They're three friends. And uh, Die Hard then happens. Basically. Basically. Uh, And so much of a Die Hard thing happens that they reference it. They're like, I'm not the guy from Die Hard. This isn't a Die Hard type thing, except it is kind of, but whatever. It's like, all right. So for the first act of this movie, I was kind of on the fence and skeptical. I was like, ah, this movie writes itself with cheesy jokes and kind of stoner humor. And it's raunchy humor, too, which was a plus. This is good, but... Then with the whole Die Hard setup, I'm like, oh, you're kind of losing me because now I know all the jokes you're gonna make. And um, I gotta say, I by the time it was all said and done, I enjoyed this movie, and I think that you will enjoy it too. I think there's a pretty decent chance that you'll enjoy it more than me because you have more forgiveness of the raunchy comedies. Mm-hmm. And I would say this classifies as a raunchy comedy. It's R-rated, and there are several bouts of gore, actually. That were at times really cool and really gross. Um, it's not like a gore fest, but you know you'll take a handful of those in a comedy raunchy movie. Yes. Oh yeah. Um What else? Uh, it might have gone on a smidge too long, but not not uh, it wasn't a deal breaker. Uh, a lot of the ju- I mean it's extremely juvenile humor, but it's got like I said that stoner comedy kind of mentality. You're you're gonna have that. It's you're going to see a lot of dicks in this movie. There's a lot of peckers in this film, sir. Oh, great. And most of the time, I mean now our audience might be thinking, "Oh, I, I don't know about that." For us, that means, "Oh, this is going to be funny. I'm going to see yep. some peckers." So, Yep.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Trust me. Have you, have, you will. Have you seen uh uh This is the End with yeah. James Franco? Did you like that? Yeah, I thought it was
1: okay. It was it was fine. Okay. I, I didn't love it. I really liked I, that movie. I thought I, it was really fun. I need to see it again. I thought so, just sometimes it was a little too cute for its own good as far as... Yeah. Danny McBride his.
0: stole every single scene he was in in that movie. He was so great in that movie. I
1: mean, Jonah Hill uh,
0: sucking yeah. Satan's
1: cock. That was pretty cool, so... That
0: was great, yep. <laughs> and Backstreet Boys in the end, I I love that movie. I That's did not like that part. Oh, that was so. Fu- it was so random. I think that's why I liked it so much. I'm like, what? Okay, Backstreet Boys in heaven.
1: Uh-huh.
0: Yeah, it was very random I, to the point of where I was like, oh, okay, we didn't really need a whole music video, but yeah. whatever, But we got one. <laughs> well, cool. I'm gonna keep that one in the, in the in the queue definitely.
1: But it's definitely R-rated. It's not uh, wife material here.
0: Okay, at not no. at all. Okay, well, no.
1: like I said, duly noted. Lots of dicks. Lots <laughs> of dicks. Um. And it's always funny when when there's a dick scene. And it's oh, another thing I want to say is it's Chuck full of people that you're like, oh, it's that guy, it's the guy from Shameless, the American remake TV show. Okay, that's cool. Oh, it's that guy, Uh, the guy from uh, Scrubs. Yeah, okay, yeah. And then they're and they're like playing there. Oh, it's those guys from Jackass. Okay, they're they're there too. All right, and um. Was it, oh, yeah, it's that guy, oh, yeah, oh, and then he gets blown away, and then he gets killed, and it's just, just a. oh, that's the guy from Undisputed 3 or something, you know, it's just a whole bunch of people like that where you're like, I know this, I know all these people, but I don't know if I could tell you all their names. Man, you're making me really want to watch this movie, this sounds good. The whole time I was watching it, I was like, I think Eugene will like this even more than me, and I liked it,
0: by the time it was, oh, what's her name, oh, Rona Mitra? Was I, was she the, um oh, that name sounds so familiar.
1: She was in uh, the the one with the Invisible Man. She gets killed. She's the neighbor. And Kevin Bacon is the Invisible Man. Oh, Hollow,
0: Hollow Man? Yes.
1: She was the neighbor who he sneaks oh, in. Oh, yeah. And she, she was the main star of the guy that did Dog Soldiers. He made that weird post-apocalyptic thing. Oh, Doomsday? Yes. She was the star okay. of that. Remember her? Yep, I do. Okay, she's a badass terrorist person in this one, and she does great. That's but again, that list of you're like, oh, I know you, kind of.
0: <laughs> they're I, I, they're like all like solid B listers. Yeah. A whole lot, a lot of solid, solid B listers and solid B dicks.
1: Okay, are you ready to move on to the next <laughs> hey, round?
0: Yes, go for it. Okay. Uh, heading your way first is Meeting Evil from 2012. This is a movie starring... No, no,
1: no. That's, uh, that's one I put on your list.
0: Sure did. Yes, you (laughs) did. Let's, uh, let's go with A Perfect Day, shall we, huh? Okay, that's good. That's good. Okay, A Perfect Day from 2015. You've been lobbying this my way, and so it's back to you. Uh, Benicio Del Toro... Uh, and a bunch of other A-listers, actually. Uh, a group of aid workers work to resolve a crisis in an armed conflict zone. One of us will eventually watch this. I'm sure, will it be you this week? Dear listeners, stay tuned to find out here soon. Next up is Unthinkable? No. Or did... No, I already watched Damn that it. one. Damn it. It was The
1: Similars, which has been on a million times.
0: Okay. And um, then lastly was... The Titan. This is a Netflix movie starring Sam Worthington, and Tom Wilkinson's in this. Uh, military Family Takes Part in a Groundbreaking Experiment of Genetic Evolution and Space Exploration. And it clocks in at an hour and 37 minutes. It's a Netflix original, which means it's probably got pretty decent production values. Rated TVMA, which is another little plus, I would imagine. So, uh, you never know. Could be a gem, could be... I don't know. We will see. Maybe. Boy, I really okay. botched up your, your list, didn't I?
1: Woo. Oh, that's alright. Uh, coming your way. Legend of the Naga Pearls. 107 minutes. A penny thief teams up with two bickering accomplices to safeguard a powerful relic and save humankind from a tribe of vengeful, winged humanoids. Noids, you see. Uh, meeting evil. 89 minutes. When a stranger comes to his door seeking help, John's generous nature leads him to become entangled in The Man's Lunatic Spree of Violence, starring Luke Wilson and Samuel L. Jackson. Violence and Samuel L. And lastly, Brave New Jersey. Small-town residents mistake an Orson Welles radio broadcast for news about an alien invasion and are emboldened to act as they wait on, uh, await an
0: apocalypse. Uh, yep, there you go. What do you want? Okay. Um, I think I'm going to take uh, Brave New Jersey, this is one that I almost booked at the theater right when I right when I became executive director. This was uh, this was one of a handful of movies that I was considering, and I for some reason I picked something else. But uh, now it's on Netflix, and I'm very curious if um, it would have been worthy of a theatrical run. So that's the one I'm going to take.
1: Now that one flew way under my radar. I never even heard of it or anything. So. Cool. I hope it turns out to be good. And I will take, I would, I was gonna take a perfect day, but then you shifted the Titan on there, so I think I'll take the Titan. And the reason I didn't throw the Titan your way is because, uh, of the Netflix original sci-fi stuff, you haven't really liked any of it. I, I have liked, I know I liked or loved all of it, so I was like, well, eh, for him. Um, so that, that was the reason, I don't know. Uh, okay.
0: I'm, I don't know why, I just, it sounds good. Um, I like Sam Worthington, and it it sounds interesting. But you're right; a lot of the sci-fi stuff that they've made, I haven't much cared for. Who knows? I might even watch that before uh, next week, depending on I might want to see if you give it a like. Should I try it out before? I'll I'll give you an emoji text. How about that? Okay, and then you can perfect.
1: decide. Usually, when we do that, it's a pizza thumbs up, and then um <laughs> the, l- the little the little shit emoji, <laughs> little shit emoji, or watermelon, or, or you know, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Yeah. We just sent a bunch of random food pictures and...
0: (laughs) And that kind of gets the point across as to, is this a good movie or not? Or worthy of a viewing? Yeah. (laughs) So, okay. That sounds good. There you go. Next episode, it will be The Titan
1: up against Brave New Jersey. Netflix has been adding, uh, like, in the last couple of weeks and then when April hit, it seems like... You know, I, I go down the list of stuff that's recently added, and most of the times it's like, oh, come on, man. It seems like they've been in a lull for quite a while, but the yeah. last couple of weeks I've been, like, uh, adding a, you know, fair amount of stuff.
0: Yeah. And even, like, stuff that I normally wouldn't immediately, like, oh, I gotta watch that, but stuff that's good enough where I'm like, oh, because it's on Netflix, I'm paying for Netflix every month. I'm like, that's something that I would definitely consider, or roulette-worthy. Yeah. I Even I haven't
1: been watching much Netflix just because of the VHS I've been getting and the Blu-rays, like... I've just been like, eh, I'll get her out of that stuff. I'm, I'm going to watch this VHS of some shit movie.
0: Yeah. By the way, uh, uh, since our last, cause I, I listened to our last show and just you talking about the Seagal movies again. So I, I was doing some, some research on Steven <laughs> Seagal. And, uh, I'm like, uh, even the ones that you were like, Oh, it's awful. I'm like, I don't know, Eric. I might have to buy that on Blu-ray, and because I remember liking that a lot. Um, in fact, then I for, I even forgot. Like t- like today, I was I was in preparation for our soon-to-be uh, commentary. I'm like, oh, I just listened. To, I just finished up our show. I'm like, which which Seagal movie was that again? And I'm like, Hard to Kill or Above the Law or Marked for Death. I'm like, maybe just buy them all. Maybe I didn't yet, but. Give me five more drinks and oh, hard purchase, to kill. Just purchase, purchase. I'm pretty sure I said hard to kill was the one. Okay, so March for Death was no, because I remember March for Death. I thought was really good, but I
1: no, I really liked March for Death, but that was the one that I said wouldn't be great for commentary because it has lulls, very slow parts. Oh, gotcha. But it was very fun, a funny, hilarious movie to watch, but not for commentary.
0: But so hard to kill is the one that we're. Preparing...
1: I think so. Let me just check, double-check this. Because they all have such interchangeable names. I, it's...
0: Yeah. I was hoping yes. for, like, a box... Okay. Hard to kill. I was hoping for, like, a box-set Blu-rays of, uh, of like, his first four or five movies for, like, ten bucks. But, unfortunately, that does not exist. Yeah. When police detective Mason Storm... <laughs> oh, that's great. Do you need...
1: Mason Storm... Do you need to know anymore?
0: <laughs> no, that's... <laughs>
1: That's, his wife gets killed in the beginning with a shotgun. It's real brutal. But, anyway. Yep. Good mm-hmm. stuff. Hard to kill. I think that's going to be our next one. i got to try and track it down on DVD. I don't want to try and... let. Yeah. I could just use my VHS, I guess, but we'll, we'll see.
0: So, Above the Law was one of them that you... No,
1: that one was terrible. Stinker. I... I I couldn't tell you anything that happened in that movie. He's a cop named Nico, I think, and he's from the same part of town as uh, in New York where all the bad guys are. So throughout the whole movie, they keep saying, "Where no, they, where you're from. And he's like, yeah, I know where you're from. And they do that about 10 times and it's stupid. And it doesn't make any sense because he's a bad guy, but he lets the crooks go unless they're too much of a crook, but he's, talks to the mobsters because they grew up together. I, it was like, well, ha, I don't care. And there's not enough. Just beat ass, Steven Seagal. Yeah. Just kick ass and blow people away with lots of blood. Just do that. But he, nah, not so much in that movie.
0: It's, it's interesting how, like, I, I went on to IMDb just to look at his, his uh, filmography and he's been in 56 credits thus far and, uh, you know, the first couple movies were like when he was on the rise and then... I told you, after um,
1: Under Siege, which is the fifth one,
0: go look at the list after that yeah and I actually remember like I actually watched On Deadly Ground I saw that in the theater not good at all Under Siege Part 2 I remember liking that but it I haven't seen it literally since the theater I have a feeling it's not going to hold up um, and then he had a, a bit part in Executive Decision which was a great movie which is a good movie but I don't count it because he's barely in it so. yeah and then from that point on, it's like, The Glimmer Man, <laughs> and Fire Down Below, and The Patriot, and Exit Wounds, and
1: da No. Yeah. After I got these five, I just went to his IMDb and said, okay, what else, Steven Seagal, do I need? And I was like, ha, huh, nothing. I'm good. <laughs> You're good to go. I yep. have Under Siege 2 on Laserdisc, because it came in that bundle that I bought, so... <sighs> He's on the train on that one, I think, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I remember... There was something about he was putting a smoke grenade in the vent, which was going to smoke out the guys behind them or something. It was course, awful. Yeah. And then he gets on a dirt bike or something, and he's off the train. Then he gets back out. I'm totally—I could be totally confusing this for a Jean Claude Van Damme runaway train. Was didn't Van Damme have a train movie too?
0: They all did, I think. Why? Why? Why did they have train <laughs> yeah. movies? Exactly. When, when the only real good one is Runaway Train. Uh Unstoppable. Oh, and Unstoppable, correct. But Runaway Train's a masterpiece, so... Yes, it is. Uh, these are not, however. No. And even Under Siege, Part 1, I I couldn't tell you anything about it other than he's got a white Navy-type suit on or something, and Tommy Lee Jones is the bad guy, and... Uh, Gary Busey's in it, ooh, too. Your lady jumps out of a cake naked, I think, right? Maybe...
1: Erika
0: yes. Yeah. Yep. Yep. The yep. end, real quick. Oh, I
1: just watched it last week and you've described everything of note in the movie. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I believe that was one that my, uh, my mom and dad took me to see. I, I kind of remember that maybe. Uh, man.
1: I mean, again, you ask me why I'm rebuying VHS, but I, you know, I get these for a quarter and I sit down and I watch them and I go, that was worth, that, this is worth owning on VHS. And that's it. That They're not worthy of a DVD transfer. Or Blu-ray. To, for me anyway. Yeah. For other people, if you're into it, that's fine. Do whatever you want.
0: Yeah. Anyway, there you go. Okay. That's...
1: um uh, Middle segment. We were going to talk about
0: movie news and just kind of rabbit trail. Uh, what did you have? <clears throat> um. Have you had a chance? I know that you haven't watched season one yet, but have you had a chance to watch the trailer for Westworld season two? I did not. And I, do you, did you, am I just having a fever
1: dream? Did you buy Westworld on voodoo?
0: I have not okay. yet. No, I'm. Um, I'd love to get that on Blu-ray once the price drops. Some because that is a absolutely fantastic show. I I think that that's going to be well, unless it already is like the next big thing. For, once uh, Game of Thrones retires from HBO, it's so good, uh, and, and the first season sets itself up so well for this huge universe of well, if, if you you know the story of Westworld, it's that yeah. Uh, but they've made it big and the sprawling thing that could go on for many, many seasons. But the trailer for season two, wow. Uh, great, great use of, uh, Nirvana song. Very subtle. It's not, it's not the world is a vampire or (laughs) the, the Thor stuff or it's not any of that. It's just this, like, I'm like, at first I'm like, ooh, that sounds kind of Nirvana. I'm like, ah, that is Nirvana. Um, really, really cool. But the, the trailer looks brilliant. I cannot wait to watch that. Uh, but I believe that comes out, well, I don't have HBO, so it's probably going to be a long time till I'm actually able to watch it, but then when, uh, once I am, I'll probably just burn through that season. Well, sign up for the
1: free month of HBO Go, then watch the season, then cancel it before you have to pay there anything. You
0: go. There you go.
1: <laughs> uh, I'll probably just anyway. wait for the library. I'm not going to watch that trailer because I don't want any... I, you know me I'm always trying to guess the ending so if I have that as a hint for season one I I, I just will wait yeah. I, it's getting to the point too where I, you are taking too long to buy it cause, so I can borrow it from you so I might just have to order it in at the library so yeah step I know your, I... you gotta get on with it come on
0: yeah I, I, know. I know it takes a lot of work <laughs> for me to walk
1: in and say hi and can I please order this in and
0: you know yeah. when it's like Eugene just put it in, out in your mailbox I'll be out to pick yeah, it up really <laughs> <laughs> No, I will definitely be buying the season one because that, that's actually a, you know, TV shows I'm not huge on, but that's a TV show that's so good that I will definitely revisit that one and watch all of the episodes again, especially with how intricate the storyline is and how you really have to pay attention. And then things slowly start to come into, you know, the pieces start to fit together. Um, I'll, I'm interested to watch that again, knowing kind of what goes down. Uh, I can't wait. Now, to be good.
1: I haven't watched the movie Westworld in a long time. Um, I'm not. How do I ask this? I know that it's probably not mirroring that movie too much, but the, I mean, the, and there was a sequel, Future World. Yes, I don't think I've ever seen the sequel. So very good. You, it's a good movie. Do you think they're heading in that direction? Well,
0: uh, no, I don't. I don't think so. I mean, there's the framework of the movie is. On the show, uh, basically it's because, uh, the whole show is set in this old west town where there's robots, or in this case, like artificial intelligence, synthetic, you know, human, whatever. Mm. Um, so it's that. Um, so that's the blueprint for the TV show. And there's little nods here and there to the movie. Uh, and, and then the movie, which is only like 90 minutes long, I love that movie. Even in the movie, they paint this sprawling epic that could have been like, here's one of the worlds and there's numerous worlds and uh, you know, things go wrong and all of these, you know, all of these worlds or whatever. But um, this, this kind of is like that, but much, much, much more so, especially with the, uh, I, I like the ex machina type beings on this old West frontier thing, becoming self-aware and much like the movie. I mean, it's, that's the movie, but it's, much more about what's it like to be human versus being artificial and all of that stuff. They open one
1: of the doors and it goes to Eugene's work world, and there's just a laptop there and just sparks kind of shooting out of it a little bit. Then me just slamming my head against the desk over and
0: over and over and over and over.
1: We're heading to Eugene's world. He's all strapped up like commando. What are we gonna do? Are we gonna go fight some people? This is just a little laptop getting some emails.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Not some, a lot. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> Rated TV MA for all of my swearing. <laughs> so anyway, that's a. I was just curious if you had watched uh, the trailer because it's really put together well. I, I I'm I'm giddy. I can't wait. To, I'm actually as excited for season two of Westworld as I would be for the rest of Game of Thrones, which I haven't even watched the latest season. I believe you. You're ahead of me actually. I haven't watched. That I was going to say you need to
1: get on that because that last season I liked better than the two or three before it.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I'm definitely going to. I just yeah, I haven't bought the Blu-ray yet, um, and it's not streaming. So, yeah, it'll happen. Well,
1: I am looking forward to watching Westworld for the uh, I mean, season one because, um, well, the trailer came out and that reminded me I need to get on that. I want to watch that.
0: Yeah. And by the way, uh, Future World is really good. They take it in a different direction, and it's. I mean, I guess there might be hints of that in this show maybe, but uh, I remember I've watched that movie twice and each time my main my main issue with that movie is it's it set itself up so great for, and I'm not going to spoil it, but it, it sets itself up so great for one of those really good, like, zinger downbeat endings and they cop out and give you the wrapped up in a, you know, in a nice, in a nice Christmas present bow tie, you know, nice little box, like, oh, nope, everything's okay. We're we're good. I'm like, oh, you had such a great opportunity to just make that like one of the the good down good down. A beaters? ballsy Is ending that? Yes, a ball yes, seriously, and it would have been. Um much like I guess I think of like Twelve Monkeys, I loved the ending of Twelve Monkeys. And it could have played out a bit like that kind of, but they nope. Well, there are a lot of times so. that a
1: downbeat ending can play out and it's not like
0: gonna leave you depressed.
1: You know what I mean? If it's done well or it's worth it, then it's okay. It's when it's done and it's not worth it, where it's just like, we just did this just to be dicks, where you're just like, come on, you didn't have a real ending.
0: Yeah. But, yeah. And here it actually felt like it should have gone that more downbeat ending. It didn't, it didn't feel right how they, but maybe, I don't know, maybe that's the the 70s, what, I don't know. Like they, they, they couldn't do what they, what would have worked better. Right. So anyway, the audiences probably were
1: as open to such things back then, maybe. I don't know. I wasn't alive at the time. We'll just blame the older generation for being old codgers. Um yeah. uh, what was I gonna say? I do need to get those on on DVD or Blu-ray or something. I mean I've got Logan's run on Blu ray for crying out loud, the sci fi guy over here, and I've only watched Westworld I think once. So and
0: I remember you I remember really liking should... it, but I don't remember much about it. Yeah, that's like to me, that's like the original Terminator. It is, like the last, I mean, that's one that, whenever I watch that, my wife will watch that one with me, and she's not a fan of 70s, early 70s movies, but that one there, she quite enjoys. And it's it's a great movie. I mean, Michael Crichton. Uh, Yul Brenner? Yul Brenner is in it, and it's, it's the original Terminator. Uh-huh. Great movie. Yeah, she even likes the uh, Future World one, not as much as West World, but. Now you say the original Terminator. Now I'm trying to think of. Wouldn't
1: Maximilian have been older? No, that was 85. What's older Older Terminating Robot than... Yeah, to me, it West just it,
0: it reminds me... Like, whenever I watch it, I'm like, oh, this is so much like the Terminator with the unstoppable killing robot machine that keeps getting more and more damaged and just keeps coming. I'm still trying to think of an older killing robot than that.
1: What year was that? 70... 71 or seven? I mean, Oof. that's an older... I mean, I guess Hal from 2001? Yeah, but that's not the same kind of, that's, in a, I mean. I know. We're talking about noids.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: I'm sure that there's some old black and white, you know, well, the, classic. Well, yeah, the day the earth stood still or something, but, but that yeah. one wasn't like on the hunt for humans.
0: Yeah. Hmm. That's interesting. Now, boy, now I'm. Curious what uh not that James Cameron got his terminator idea from Westworld
1: but it's no but the the killer robot idea has been around forever and many people have done yeah. it in many different variations. Did they go crazy in that what was that one that you liked up in space with the three robots that I didn't care for much? The one guy talking to the robot? Oh, r- running scare. Yeah, did they go Wait. killer rogue in that one?
0: Uh no. Okay. No.
1: That shows you how much I remember of that. I just remember lots of gardening and talking to robots.
0: And then lots of hippie music. Yeah, yeah. The trees are green. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, the first time I watched that movie, I'm like, "This is great." And then I rewatched it. I'm like, what, Eugene, what were you on during the first viewing of this movie? Because yeah, the hippie music is not cutting at this time. And it's like the it's the, the robots are like they're like the robot like they're like the robot in uh, Star Wars. I think the um the first one where. They're in the Jawa thing. Yeah. It's, it's like there's this box with legs. Yeah, the, the Broke and Dick
1: wrote ones that we were like, okay, that's just a background one. We spend all the money on R2 and yes. 3PO. That's those robots. There's like three of them, and he gets attached to him and cries. If they, Yeah, and I was like, huh, how are your tomatoes, bro? <laughs>
0: yeah. Ugh. But it's a... Uh, yeah. It was, I, I own it, and I, I'm not sure why I loved it so much the first time, but it's okay, but... Boy, that music in that movie. Ooh, wow. <laughs> trees yeah, I, 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 are blooming and the flowers are... Gone, <sighs> gone. On, go on. <laughs> well, <don't> <laughs> all I can think of is trees and flowers and hippie dirt and shoveling and being alive on the ship by myself with the little silly robots and I'm eating tofu. That's it. <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Uh,
1: So, Entertainment Weekly did this thing where they got uh, Keanu Reeves and uh, the other guy from Bill and Ted's back together to—I don't know—just got them back together. Alex, Alex Winter, Winter. and they and some of the producers of the first two films, I believe, and they all just kind of talked about possibility of a part three. And it seems like everybody involved wants a part three and their idea for where it's going to go and what it's going to be about. And I was just curious, do you want a Bill and Ted's part
0: three? Oh, yeah. Yep. I would love that. I haven't watched the first two in so long, but I think it would do pretty good. And I, what I remember of the first two, especially the first one I loved, and it would be, that's a kind of a retro type thing. Like, sure, bring, bring him back. I'm down with that,
1: too. It was cool to see them together, and they did a little photo shoot where they put them in a phone booth, and I just wonder how they can incorporate that, the phone booth part of it again. I hope they keep the phone booth as being the time machine, and it's not some kind of, no, it's a cell phone, you know?
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I think you have way more better jokes about, what is that box, and why does it say phone, you know? Yeah,
0: yep, I agree. Whenever I see Alex Winter, immediately I think of his... Really, really tight, nice, long perm that he had in Lost Boys. Yep. <laughs> Wasn't he wearing the leather jacket with belts? They movie? all had leather uh, jackets and what was I long, asking? curly <laughs> leather pants and makeup. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I'm I'm game for something like that. Definitely. It's funny. Uh, have you ever watched the movie Freaked? With, uh, was Alex Winter? Yeah, yeah, I think yeah. I did see that. Uh, and Keanu Reeves is actually, uh, he is, he has a very small role as Dog Man. He's dressed up as a dog. Yeah. Like, you can't even tell it's Keanu Reeves. He's got like a big dog mask on or whatever, but I thought that was cool that, uh, Alex Winter and Keanu Reeves got together again in Freaks, which is a an awesome movie. I love that crazy thing. It is a very bizarre film,
1: but it is fun. Yeah. <clears throat> The other thing I brought was the news that they're doing a another version of the Tommyknockers.
0: Now that I did not hear about.
1: uh, I don't know. I don't want to say he's on to direct, but James Wan is being involved in putting it together. So... TV show or movie? movie.
0: Oh. Uh, I don't know about
1: that. I don't even Uh, barely remember the miniseries. I remember something about aliens and that's it. Yeah,
0: the book was... That was like that's cocaine Stephen King there it's a good book but a movie like that, I could see it working as a miniseries like a long like a season long oh, miniseries so be, or at least they do it in two movies maybe yeah and maybe that might with the success of it maybe that could be something they're thinking about but that's there's there's so much book there there I mean it's there's so much and maybe if that book did feel excessive to me it was a it was cool but it was in his cocaine days, and it's like some of it was just like, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running, I'm running. <laughs> and, like, I don't even know where you're going with this. It all, of course, it's Stephen King, so most of it made sense in the end. But, uh, I mean, I, I guess unless they chop it way down, but I don't know. That's a... Him having a cocaine I, addiction really explains a lot of his books. It really
1: does. Especially... Uh, yes. uh, it I got an idea if you've ever 1000 pages ever later been around somebody who uh yeah if you've ever been around somebody who's done cocaine and that uh you've experienced that and yes. the next day you're like I don't think I'm ever going to hang out with that person again cuz that was awful. Yes. I just listened yeah. to I don't even know what. It was just all yeah. over the place. Lots of
0: ideas and thoughts of things. Yeah, lots of subplots, way too much dialogue, yes. not enough plot. Yeah, but I did not hear about that. That's yeah, th- I, any any King uh, adaptation, bring it on. I'll I'll watch well, it. Well, after it, you're probably going to be seeing
1: more of them getting green lit than uh, I mean, they've been talking about them for years, especially like The Stand and it. But then after the success of it, now Dark Tower, I don't know if you're going to see a sequel there, but the su- success of it almost overrides how that movie didn't do so great.
0: Yeah, The Stand. It's I cannot imagine that at some point. We're not going to see a stand. Fingers crossed, miniseries uh, versus a movie, unless they really get ballsy and go all out and do like a. This is going to be three movies. This is going to be our Lord of the Rings. The, each one two and a half hours. Then bring it on. I agree. I think. Thank you. Still can get my favorite done. book. Yeah, I think so too. Especially with the right director. If you get a big, uh, you know, well-known director, big budget. And do it right. Don't deviate from the, the book. Is perfect. Don't deviate too much from that book. Just do that. I mean, they did some with it, but it worked great with how they did it. Maybe an animated thing. I would. T- I'll anything. I'll watch anything, and it's going to be better than the Mick Garris thing <laughs> that I'll never watch again, ever, ever. <laughs> oh, you might if you don't get another stand
1: something. You might watch it oh, again.
0: Gary Sinise. My God, like, oh, you're good, but not in this.
1: Oh, I think he's good in that.
0: Well, Molly Ringwald's shaky for me. But, I, it's yeah. it's just the movie itself, and it was. I've watched that movie two times. Once back many, many, many years ago, and then I read the book, the ex, the extended version book, and then I rewatched that miniseries. And good God! Ugh. <laughs> and I remember Fabio looking dude. Unless it actually was Fabio, was was Randall Flag? Oh no, oh. it was not
1: Fabio. <laughs> it's an actual actor.
0: Okay. <laughs> I thought it like was good though. and creepy.
1: I mean he almost does he has a very Satan y looking face. But the the things you're yeah. mentioning aren't things I had problems with. I I had problems with nightmare dream sequence in a cornfield, and I'm like, no, you're standing on a soundstage, and that is fake dirt and fake corn. Like not even close yeah. to being real with your weird Wizard of Oz sky or something. I like, huh? Mm-hmm. It just it looked like I, I just hate it when it looks so fake. Like I could I think I could push this house over. i, I if I lean on it too hard or slam that door too hard. Like in sitcoms where they run into the room and slam the door and the whole wall vibrates. It just vibrates, yeah. <laughs>
0: like, yeah, okay, we're, okay, the yeah. fake. And it was, you know, this was back in the day where network television, so it is, all, all of the violence and the creepiness of that book was jettisoned for, not family-friendly, but TV-level, uh, you know, we're talking PG-level stuff here, in my opinion. Yeah,
1: stuff to disturb middle America.
0: Yes, exactly. I am actually due to re to reread that book. It is the longest book I've ever read, and the, probably one of the fastest paced books I've ever read. I flew through that thing. So good.
1: Cool. Uh, okay, are you ready to uh, move on to recently watched?
0: Yes. <clears throat> Take us there, Eugene. Oh, here we go. Hang on to your shorts. Uh, first up is... I watched Creepazoids again. Was there, was there anything we teased last week that we need to talk about? I'm, I can't remember.
1: Um, I kind of feel like there was. But... Uh,
0: nope. Carry on. Creep- Creepazoids. <laughs> we ended last uh, last week's episode in tears yeah. of of sorrow and laughter, I believe. <laughs>
1: Well, it was sorrow from you guys, and it was laughter for me, and that was the end of it.
0: <laughs> yep, yep. I, I'd apologize, uh,
1: but I still think what you said was so funny that it was... Uh, sorry. <laughs> I,
0: <laughs> I have the movie on my shelf whenever you want to borrow it. I dare you. <laughs> I'm good. I'm stocked right now. Yeah. Uh, I've talked about Creepazoids before, but this is my late-night kung fu awfulness right here. I've watched this movie... Far too many times. Have you watched Creepozoids yet? Oh, I think I did. Well, this was a... Uh, <laughs> As you uh, let out a huge
1: yawn. <laughs> this uh, Remind me what this one was about. This this was a... Well uh, uh,
0: yeah. It's Alien ripoff. Uh, it's a full moon type or empire release, whatever. It's four or five actors trapped in a warehouse running around from a guy in a rubber suit. Uh, Linnea Quigley's in it and uh, some other non-actors, I guess. David Dakota directed it, which he made a shit ton of full moon movies. Uh, it's, however, having said that, it is, I don't believe this is Roger Corman Bruce. It is I was going to say, I thought this an was a Corman thing. It's an hour and 12 minutes. So there you go. Uh, it's lightning fast, especially when you have people running around hallways. It's like, oh, another hallway scene. And Black Blood, which I, unlike the Nightmare at Noon last week that I talked about with the, dribbles of green here we get nice copious amounts of black blood I like that I the
1: cover looks familiar like I swear I've seen this but the story and the, uh, it's one of those movies that I could yeah. have watched and totally forgot yeah. about
0: it's uh it's similar to Roger Corman's uh, forbidden world but not near as good uh, but it's incredibly watchable I I every time I watch it I just I love all the crappiness in this, and it's like... And you know when Quigley's in something, it's like, when she's taking her clothes off, it's gonna happen. Ah, there we go. go, Five minutes into the movie, (laughs) it's like, oh, there's a shower in this room. Woohoo I wonder who'll be using that. Yep. Her and the buff 80s dude. Okay, um, so that's Creepazoids. I think I've watched that four times, which is embarrassing. Um... Next up is, we'll stay on the sci-fi, not that that's really science fiction, but on the other end of the science fiction uh, spectrum is The Black Hole, again. Uh, this is now officially a yearly viewing for me. Uh, and I know we've talked about it on the show, so I don't want to spend too much time on it because... Uh, I'm sure our listeners are like, you, you talked about that a year ago. Not that they, not sure if our listeners will remember what we <laughs> talked about a year ago, but I talked about that a year ago because I almost to the day watched it a year ago and I couldn't help but watch it again. I'm like, I'm in the mood for, uh, just that. I'm in the mood for big budget 70s Star Wars-ish type science fiction, but not Star Wars. And that is The Black Hole. And everything about this movie, I love. I've, gr- I've grown now to the point where um, even the, the silly robot Vincent in it, which there for a little while kind of bothered me because he's, he's R2D2, but really like he's R2D2 and C3PO combined and cheesier. But now it's like, well, Vincent is. At least he spouts some wisdom that I can
1: understand instead of bleep, 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 you know? Yes.
0: Every, uh, yeah. Actually, I guess throw a little bit of Yoda in there too because he's, he's the wise riddler robot guy. Philosopher. So, <laughs> I actually
1: pinned, my pinned tweet on Twitter is a quote from Vincent. It's what, uh, why do you like the past? Because the past is prologue. That is brilliant. I love that. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah. Special, the special effects uh still hold up. Like I watched every time I watch that movie. The only thing that bothers
1: me is in the beginning when they're floating on space and you can see all the strings.
0: Yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. But the, the actual outer space stuff with the spaceships and the black hole, like that is, uh that is like live action. uh non-CGI awesome special effects like with real models and it's so good and I love the like the backstory on how Disney made that and how they wanted the technology that uh, ILM had but th- they weren't giving it to them so they created their own way of filming that and it turned out better than I this is some IMDB like facts or whatever but I I read about it and I'm like that's so cool that they came up with their own way of shooting this movie that was improved upon by what came before it in Star Wars. I thought that was really interesting. Yeah.
1: And I should say that the, uh, the, the but, string thing is only like in the first third. Or, that's a, it, yeah. It, oh, that's why it bugs me so much. It's because they're so blatant. But there are robots flying around like crazy throughout the entire movie after that where I never see any strings or any... I, like, I don't even no. know how they're doing it.
0: Yeah. And, you know, the the the, uh, the robot guards or whatever on Maximilian's ship, the... Uh, it's not the Cygnus... Um, I think that's the ship that that the our heroes are on. But anyway, the big Maximilian's ship, uh like I'm like that that's stormtroopers except they're in black metal instead of white.
1: Yeah. I I think it is the Cygnus.
0: Oh, is it I the Cygnus? I think that's Maximilian's ship. That's the one you're looking for, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> No, the, the Palomino is the, uh, is the... That the ship they come in on? Yeah, that's the ship they come in on. Then I, yeah, the, the, uh, the Cygnus is the big ship. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, great cast. I mean, I, the cast is awesome. Maximilian Schell, Anthony Perkins, Robert Forster, uh, Ernest Borgnine. Damn straight, bitches. And that ending yep. is still just so fucked up it's so random to, I, mean, I don't want to say random, but it's I'm like, wow, they, that's a great example of trying something different. Like the, the, a lot of the movie was more, I don't want to say kid friendly, but just a big outer space romp. And then that ending, I'm like, woof, you're, how do you it, take it? Kind of, uh, I, I think that Maximilian ended up in spoiler alert, I guess. Uh, he ended up uh, Hans Reinhardt. That's the, the villain of the movie. He ends up, um, becoming one with his evil robot henchman guy, and they are going to live out their rest of existence in hell. I I took that as the black hole was hell. I think it's either
1: hell or it's just another dimension where. I hey, good luck, buddy. It sure looks a lot like hell. A bunch. I, I yes. kind of remember it. uh How was it? There was a whole bunch of people walking down into a crater, kind of thing.
0: Yeah, it's very hellish. Yeah. Very hellish. <laughs> Uh, And of course, you know, I I think, I'm guessing you'll probably agree here, but uh, Event Horizon, I am am positive that Paul uh, Anderson got ideas from this movie for his Event Horizon, which is equally awesome. Not as good as this, but it's very, very good. I mean, how could you not? That's kind of a
1: pitch for Event Horizon. Do you guys remember the black hole? Yes. Do you remember the ending? How weird and crazy it was? Yes. What if they came back? Well, that, yep. That's
0: and let's make that that's event but really, really yeah. gory. Yeah, and even the ship, even the, the the Palomino ship, it's very similar to the ship in Event Horizon. The Cygnus. The Cygnus, yes, the Cygnus.
1: Because the Palomino is oh, like yes. this tiny little orb, nothing, <laughs> lunar lander.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah. But uh, anyway, if you haven't seen it in a while, check it out again. It's uh, it. I actually bought the Voodoo HD version of it, and it looks stunning, in my opinion. I. I'm sure a Blu-ray remaster would look even better, but in in its HD form right now, it is great, and that is the way to watch it right there in full widescreen. It's that score the music, is so good. Yeah, it hangs. I'll tell you what that hangs with the original Star Trek uh, score, Jer- Jerry Goldsmith's score, as well as uh, Star Wars, the original Star Wars. They all are like these epic, epic uh, scores. They're so good. I've gone on for too long. No, no, back no you're back fine. To you
1: Okay, uh, let's get on to some. Well, I guess since you took the bar high, I guess I'll bring it... Drag it back down low. Ah, With some VHS. It's happy, happy VHS time. Are you ready? Um, Uh Burt Reynolds in Gator. (laughs) Wow, never seen that one. And you don't have to, because it sucks. Uh, That's the official review here. It's unfortunate, too, because I was... It starts off strong for... I mean, I assumed it was going to be an action movie. And he's down in the swamps, and he just got out of prison, and the cops are coming for him, and he takes off in his super turbo flame-powered speedboat thing that he can ramp with magically. And I'm like, this is exactly what I want. Just a 70s stupid action movie. And then there was a half an hour of talking. All right? And then they shoot some guns a little bit, maybe. All right? And then there's a half an hour of talking. <sighs> And then there's a car chase, a little bit, but then it's over, and then there's more talking. And then they blow up a building at the end, kind of, by accident, and it was like, I I don't even know what this movie's about, I don't even ca- I no, I know what the movie's about, I just don't care anymore. Give me a freaking break, this is not what I wanted. Ugh, I was very disappointed with this movie, but it was only a VHS, and I have the original artwork and everything, so that's kind of cool, uh, Will you
0: keep the VHL, oh, Well, you're going to keep def- all the
1: Well, I'm definitely going to keep this one because I don't, I without even looking, why would they put this on another medium? This movie sucks anyway, so I don't know if it's on DVD or Blu-ray or what. Maybe not. Coming to Scream Factory soon for Eugene to buy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, as for me, no thanks. Uh, next up, Showdown in Little Tokyo. Do you remember this movie? Uh, Brandon Lee? Brandon Lee and Dolph Lundgren. Okay,
0: okay. I remember liking that movie. I haven't seen it since probably the VHS days, but I remember liking that one. And it's very worthy of a VHS. I quite enjoyed
1: this movie as far as VHS is concerned. It also has, oh, what is the female lead? Ah, what's her name? She was in uh, True Lies and Wayne's World.
0: Oh, the black-haired girl? Yeah. Um, I'm not sure what her name is. You know what I'm talking about. Yep.
1: Uh, Yeah. So, uh, the, but one of the most notable things about this that, well, that I remembered from the one time I ever saw it back, God knows when, was I think that she gets naked in it, and I think that they talk about Dolph Lundgren's penis a lot. And both of those things happen. Um Excellent. And it's one of the most awkward sex scenes you've ever seen in your entire life. He just lays there like a log while she's like her eyes are rolling back in her head and he kind of gropes her boobs a little bit and doesn't n- no facial anything on him. And, uh, she's like writhing <laughs> around. Like it's the greatest orgasm of her entire life. And he's just like, this is happening. It, it, okay. And then it's over uh, in like very awkwardly two minutes. Uh, and, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, uh, Ninjas are attacking, and so him and Brandon Lee gotta go fight the ninjas or whatever the hell. And, yeah. He's like, where's the girl? And he's, he's in my room. Yeah, and he's like, oh my god. Uh, what does he say? It was so awkward. But Brandon Lee looks at him and goes, something about you should be afraid or something? Because I, he says, I saw you when you were getting in the hot tub and that's the biggest cock I've ever seen on a man.
0: So that is uttered in this movie. Yeah,
1: something to that effect. Brandon Lee says that to Dolph Lundgren, and he's like, huh, or whatever. And I'm like, okay. I mean, it almost felt like if we were in that situation, I was like, Eugene, we got to live through this because you have the biggest dick I've ever seen. And and you were like, <laughs> you saw my dick. And I'd be like, high five, bro. High five. Yeah. You know, huh? What? And then yeah. Thumbs up. Thumbs up for me. I watched a lot of <laughs> penis things this week. <laughs> Ooh, so add yeah, that one to the list. Yeah, Showdown Little Tokyo is worth a worth a VHS, and it, because it's Brandon Lee, I kind of want to have it anyway because yeah. he made so few films. Uh, <laughs> okay. Uh, my next round is just going to be straight up gay porn. So back to you. <laughs>
0: You can be my wingman any day. Bullshit. You can be mine. Oh, God. That's the segue into your next, uh,
1: yeah. 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 No, um, probably yours. Isn't it
0: time for another Top Gun
1: review?
0: <laughs> Ooh, uh, no, actually, this is the opposite of Top Gun. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is the opposite. And that would be Blade Runner. Oh, the first one. Uh, although, uh, the director of Top Gun, his brother, directed yeah. Blade Runner. So there's, there's your connection. That's right. Excellent. Uh, two degrees Good. of uh, right. Scott's. Yes. So I watched Blade Runner again in 4K restoration. Um and I am the reason I'm bringing this up is not so much the movie which is at this point this is a perfect movie. I am now fully on board. This is a top 100 if not top 50. I love this movie so much. The reason I wanted to talk about this though is the 4K restoration and I know that uh you know, every 10 years or so or whatever and I've talked about this with Harry Potter series a new format comes out. And I am here to say that uh, the Blu-ray, the original Blu-ray that I have of Blade Runner is good. And it's also over 10 years old now. This new release, it's amazing how your eyes can, like you're used to one thing, like you're used to, I, I was, i watched the, my previous Blu-ray numerous times now. And then I watched this new release and I'm like, immediately I'm like, oh, this is, this is totally different. Like this is, this looks so much better. Like, wow, how can they, how can an older Blu-ray now be kind of obsolete? And that's, it's weird to me, uh, but that's the, that's the Which Blu-ray thing about. do you have of it? Uh, the 2007. The original. The final like, cut? Five, or. The final cut. Yes. And it's the, like the five disc. It's out of print. Oh, okay. Uh, I just
1: have a, a single disc version of the final cut that was, I think it was released later than that, but I don't know. Well, actually, and
0: the, the only, there's only one version, like there's only one, uh, transfer. transfer. Okay. Okay. On Blu-ray, yes. So that's we're uh, watching the same thing. Yeah, and in fact, the there was a Blu-ray included on this new release, but it's still that old transfer from 2007. But it's it's so leaps and bounds ahead of that old Blu-ray, much like the first two Harry Potter movies. Uh, it's I'm like I don't know how long digital or I don't know how long physical media is going to last. I don't know, but uh, they they sure seem to find ways of keeping it. Keeping it going because for cinephiles or, you know, people that are hardcore into restorations and stuff, like, I love that stuff. Uh, it's like, I can't imagine not watching that version now. Uh, and I know that we're, we're going from VHS all the way to the like, latest <laughs> <boy, laughs> and greatest. Movie it.
1: freaks. We cover the whole spectrum, dude. <laughs> yes, we do. We haven't hit Betamax yet, but we should someday. I actually saw my first Betamax tape
0: in the wild uh, last week. That would be so cool if you would end up with a Betamax player and some Betamax... I, uh, I've only tape. ever
1: seen one. It's the only one I've ever seen. It was still sealed too. It was uh, Ooh, a. Nice. It was like a white crisp. It was some Christmas movie from the '50s or something. Uh, that that was like three bucks, and I was like, I don't even have a player. I don't. No, no. Yeah. It was cool to look at though.
0: Yeah. Anyway, so I, and even even in this, like some movies, it can almost be a detriment when the when the picture quality is so good that you're like, wow, that looks fake now. But Blade Runner, it still looks fantastic the special effects look so good like I'm like how did they do that with miniatures it's like this stuff looks real the 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 scope of the movie it still looks like you're literally in this gigantic dystopian future city and the cars look like they're legit flying cop cars I love it I do too love it I, I've and I've been uh, wanting to rewatch
1: both of them since oh, how long has it been now since I watched 2049 uh, a couple months Maybe I don't know, but uh, I've been wanting to rewatch them again because I know that that one's going to grow on me a lot more the more that I watch it. The same way that the original think, Blade too. Runner
0: did. Yeah, it it took me a while for the original Blade Runner, but now oh, and I I don't I, I could be wrong. Maybe maybe uh, the new Blade Runner will will grow on me like you said to where it's like it's almost as good as the original. But ah, uh, watching this again, I'm like, there's no way this is so good. And the, I remember I've only watched the sequel once in the theater, and I liked it uh but it was long and it felt it felt long this is 2 hours and it flies by to me are you go-
1: did you watch any of the uh anime prequel things to the sequel
0: i have not huh you need to
1: do that does it add to the oh big time it adds to the mythos mythos of the entire series so much i think i don't even think i've watched all of them i think i only watched two of them i think there's three i could be wrong uh, but yeah. it, it, they were very short, they were short films. They were, I don't know, five, ten minutes. They, were, they weren't crazy. But, uh, it was like the animatrix kind of deal. Where oh, it nice. Just I really, it really changes how I went into that movie. Cause it gives hmm. the backstory of what happens in between the
0: two films. Cool. Okay. Okay. Next. Um, and then, um, okay. So before I, Passed out watching uh, Hide and Go Shriek last night. I <laughs> on <laughs> um, on Easter. <laughs> um, uh, oh wow! <sighs> so I'm I'm not sure what's wrong with me, but I.
1: Oh, <laughs> well, let's get into uh, it. Let's let's uh, do some psychoanalysis here. Uh, oh, so uh, I watched
0: t- two movies about a Messiah on Easter. <laughs> um, one was called Risen. Now, Risen is the uh, latest—not latest, but it came out a couple years ago. It's a faith-based type movie from Kevin Reynolds.
1: Yeah, I remember. I haven't seen Uh, it yet. This is
0: actually this is the second time I've watched it. I, uh, I actually think that this is a great movie. Uh, This is a really, really, really good movie with a good budget. Regardless of what your beliefs are, I think that there is a reason that this movie did pretty good. Uh, One, it's got a great cast. Two, the story is really good. Um, and three, it's not just pandering to a small demographic. It's actually, I'm like, this is, you don't have to be a believer or whatever to really enjoy uh, this movie, I I think. Uh, and it helped, I watched it with my wife and she loved it. It's just a really good story about uh, the resurrection of Christ, whether if you believe in that or not, whatever. It's still a cool movie and it's very, very well made. I was so impressed with just how it didn't feel hokey and cheesy like so many of those types of movies are. Yeah. Uh, I go out of my way to avoid the God's Not Dead. I have no interest. No interest in those. Yeah, me either. But uh, this one here, this one here gets a big thumbs up. And my repeat viewing, my second viewing, I'm like, yep, that score stands. This was good. Uh, and it's always good to see Tom Felton. He was uh Draco Malfoy in the Harry Potter movies. He's in this. And I thought it was funny. It's like, oh, Tom Felton's in this and Joseph Fiennes is the... The soldier, the Roman soldier that he's he's kind of under, and I'm like, oh, And Tom Felton was also uh, a minion of Lord Voldemort and Harry Potter, played by Ralph Fiennes. Yeah, well, and, yep. Mm-hmm. Anyway, okay. So, so <laughs> I get it. Harry Potter killed Jesus. Let's move on. <laughs> let's move on. Yes. So earlier in the day, though, um, I wake up on Easter morning. I'm like, well, shit. I'm up It's five o'clock. What should I watch? I'm like. Good God! Um, so I watched a movie called Messiah of Evil, <laughs> uh, um, and um, did a couple of Hail Marys, and um, <laughs> I, uh, I was just watching this thing. I'm like, why am I watching this on Easter Sunday for Pete's sakes? But it was good. Um,
1: <laughs> <laughs> I don't, don't put wait. any
0: association between when I'm watching stuff in the day. Really, come on. <laughs> Do it, you? It was. You know, it was just. I think it was just the fact that I'm watching two movies about it, Messiahs. One is evil and one is the son of, the son of God. Uh, this is about, it's some cheesy, not cheesy, but just some really bizarro early 70s, uh, horror movie about this lady that goes to this small town to find her missing artist father. Um, and the whole town has been taken over by this mysterious cult, I guess, uh, this weird cult. And, um, it is, I don't know if you would like it because it's slower paced, but it has this nightmare logic going on through it to where it's, and it's part of it is because of when it was filmed early seventies. And it, it, it's almost like bleeding over into like the swing in sixties. Like it's sort of kind of in that gray area there, but it's so bizarre. And, and I don't think it was, I'm not sure. It, it part of it feels like it was just the time that it was made. It wasn't meant to be as creepy as it is, but it's because of that is what makes it so creepy. Uh, and the ending, uh, when there is actually a Messiah of evil in this movie, and it's ooh, it's unnerving, very creepy, and there's lots of, there's a scene where there's a lot of paint being slathered all over a person, and like, ugh, blue paint never looked so gross for some reason, but I liked it. I'm like, that's, lather yourself up. <laughs> um, why? It's just I, I don't. Again, it was I think that early seventies thing, and there's this, I'm like this dude is covered in various ch- ch- coats of paint, and it was just very wet. Do you have a, Do you have a paint <laughs> fetish? Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I think we've I mm-hmm. think we've <laughs> found <laughs> Eugene's thing. <laughs> uh,
0: there's also this albino type dude. He's obviously a bad guy. Wait, uh, why? Obviously. But when you see him, well, he's the creepy bad guy. And he's – they picked this albino guy who has the weirdest crossed eyes you'll ever see. Like, and it's its unnerving and creepy. Like, you should look ridiculous, but you're creeping me out with your – just the way you look. And you're you're crossing your eyes very weirdly. And it's creeping me out, dude. <laughs> um… Let me think here about the rest of this movie. (laughs) Crossed eyes, albino guy. People, I mean, this this is,
1: I'm fascinated by this movie. This is Uh, insane. By the way,
0: best, best scene of the movie. And this is a legit great scene. So this girl goes into this theater to watch a movie in this pretty much deserted town. And it's some old western and she sits down, she's by herself. And then slowly but surely, these, this mob of undead townspeople start to slowly walk in. And just sit behind her, and it was a great creepy scene. Uh, great, I mean, and then directly from there on, then it gets back into the you know albino cross-eyed dude and paint and whatever, and Amish creepy Amish Messiah-looking guy walking out of the water because of a curse or whatever. But ah, I gave it three and a half stars, yep. something like that. <laughs> code Red,
1: thank you, Code oh, Red. Oh, there we go. That's the mm-hmm. that's the three and a half star winner right there. Yeah, Code
0: Red. <laughs> So that's my, uh, that's my Easter hamburger right there. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. Last round here.
1: Uh, what do I want to do? Here? Oh, oh, let's keep the VHS train rolling with Abel. I'm probably not saying his name right. Abel Ferreira? Yeah, that's right. Fear City. Have you seen this film starring? I have not. Tom Behringer and Lando Calrizian and Melanie Griffith. And I think that's all the notables. And when I am, uh, it just so happened that one of the groups I'm on, on on Facebook is a VHS group, and and somebody had mentioned about this movie and how great it is, and I was like, oh, that's funny. I just bought it today. That's weird, for a quarter. And it had the original VHS price tag on the side of seventy nine ninety nine. So somebody somewhere paid eighty dollars for this movie, and I paid twenty five cents. And it's about awesome. worth that. Uh, I was reading the comments on the thread, and one person said, a.k.a. 1,000 tits, the movie, and they're not wrong. I think I saw a couple dozen tits before the opening credits were over. Uh, is this a good movie? No, it's not. <laughs> Yet again, Abel Ferro's best movie is still Bad Lieutenant. But uh, that. this one, it was an interesting watch, and this is totally something that's going to come out on one of your niche labels and you're going to buy for 30 bucks. I I, I mean, there's a... It's all... I mean, if you like that feeling of the 42nd Street, late 70s, early 80s, whatever, it definitely grabs that. But there's just not a whole lot going on here. I mean, I I know I was kind of watching it in the background, but there was nothing to grab me. There was no part where I just stopped and was like, ooh, I got to watch this. Outside of the fact that because it's kind of set in that era or end area of New York... I presume every place is in a strip club, so it's there's, there's just boobs all over the place. And one guy's like, "Oh, you're sending my girl here, and I I, I loaned you this girl, and oh that girl, blah 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 blah." Um, <sighs> huh, what? And then there's a couple people get shot and roll credits. Like, all right, great. I that, nothing going on other than that. Um, so if you are, you know. Really hard up to see some a lot of girls do strip teases here and there and, and strip clubs that are really sleazy and feel really gross and disgusting. Then I, and I mean as far as a cleanliness sort of Forty Second Street would feel, you know, like that sounds like able for her, right? yeah. It's a thing that exists and will continue to exist on my shelf because it has a seventy nine ninety nine price tag
0: and I got it. That's cool. awesome. That was cool enough for me to like. Hey,
1: all right, I guess I'll <laughs> keep you. Whatever. Uh,
0: and time out. Uh, boys need to say goodnight to dad. Okay. So good time. I'll be ra- all right. I'll be right back. Okay. Here comes the old and
1: rotten. <whistles> crying out loud. All right. <clears throat> okay. <whistles> and, <laughs> what? What, what was that noise? I... Oh, squeal like a pig.
0: <laughs> oh. Yeah, that's how I put my kids to bed, too. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was uh, his monkey. I was... uh, Come gather around,
1: kids. We're going to watch that one scene of Deliverance and then go to bed. (laughs) Good night. (laughs) Say our prayers. Come on, squeal. Good night. I love you. (laughs) I slam the door and run away.
0: (laughs) Oh, wow. Yeah. Mm.
1: Okay. I'll just hang on. Let me uh, pour a bev here. Finish off the... uh, episode. And my neighbor just texted. She's... Oh, Judas. Hold on. Neighbor was sending kid over to drop off thing. We have a small community here, Eugene. What small? What? Huh? Oh, my neighborhood here. We all kind of borrow things and help each other out, and so it's a constant... Uh, For example, today I was like... I texted the neighbor, I was like, hey, I'm really lazy, and I don't want to run to the store for a half a stick of butter, do you have any butter? And they're like, yep, but I'm not home. I was like, okay, then forget about it. I said, but you can get into our house. I'm like, oh yeah, I do know the key code, because I've been taking care of your dog for a week. So, I went and snuck in past the dogs, and swiped myself a stick of butter. Uh, <clears throat> yeah, and then she was just asking me if I can drop something off for her tomorrow, so... We help each other out, is what I'm saying. It takes, gotcha. it takes a village, Eugene. It takes it, a village. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we are the village. Okay. Where was I? Oh, yes. <clears throat> Fear City, the movie of a thousand boobies. And what am I, I gotta, I'm gonna end on a high note here. Now, much in the same way that you find it to be a, a huge win when you can sit down, uh, find a movie that kind of might fall into the horror spectrum that your wife likes, or R-rated spectrum that your wife likes. Yep. I also find it a huge win when I stumble across a movie that is in the comic book realm that my wife falls in love with. I mean, she's not I don't want to say she's not a comic book fan. She's she watches them, but most of them she's just like, "Alright, that's fine." And then there are a select few where she's like, "That was amazing." And so we were browsing down my voodoo or the movies anywhere or whatever. And uh she's like, "Wait a minute, I don't think I've seen that one." I was like, no, I didn't show it to you because you kind of have uh, – she has a little bit of motion sickness issues and, like, vertigo-y type things going on. So I was like, ah, I, I, I kind of shied away from this one for you because of that. And that is Doctor Strange. Okay. With Benedict Cumberbatch. So she wanted to watch it. And I said, oh, well, me. I <laughs> – Fuck yeah. Anything comic book movie you want to watch? Pretty much any damn time. Let's hit play on the sucker. I don't care if I watched it two days ago. And uh, uh, this was my second or third viewing. I'm not... I think maybe third. I could be wrong. I'd have to go back to my notes. But I stand by my thoughts. This movie is fantastic. And it's doubly enhanced when your wife is like halfway through the movie goes, This is Fantastic. Like, this is really wow. amazing. And it's like, yeah, yeah, damn straight it is. And it, 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 the icing on that cake is that it's a Scott Derrickson joint who I love and root for like crazy, even before this movie came out. And then this movie came out and was just broke the box office. It did so well. It just makes me so happy when like a small time director that I really root for that I've listened to so many interviews with on podcasts and stuff who really gets the essence of um, budget filmmaking, low budget filmmaking, and using his budget to the best possible value outcome. Gets his chance at the big show, and it knocks it out of the park. This movie completely holds up. I still haven't seen it in 3D. I don't know if I could tolerate that. I might throw up. But this movie as it is, fantastic. He had an almost impossible not impossible but he had a very daunting task ahead of him by introducing magic into the marvel cinematic universe it's a whole different element that they haven't touched on and so it's a big leap he killed it absolutely killed it this movie rules uh i only my only concern is i hope that uh, you know a sequel lives up to it because as i've said before in the show um They seem to stumble with the sequels outside of Captain America, at least in my personal opinion.
0: And Thor 3. I thought Thor 3 was the best of the bunch. I'm talking about the first sequel. Mm. Yeah, I would
1: agree there. The Part 2s. The Iron Man 2, the Thor 2, those things were very forgettable. Yeah. Um... Anyway, so it, uh, while I, my score for this movie hasn't really changed, I enjoyed it as much as I have the first time or two that I watched it. I think it's a fantastic origin story for Doctor Strange, a great introduction to the whole MCU and everything. Uh, it was just a little more, it's, as always, it's a little more delightful when you're watching it with the wife and she's loving it. And she loved it. I, I was pretty shocked. I didn't even think she'd like it all that much, but she, this is, hey, what do I know? This is the one, one of the ones that she liked. So, thumbs up for me and, Uh, give it a, I'm sure you'll give it another watch sometime. When when, when another strange movie is coming out, then, uh, or, I I mean, he's going to be in Infinity War. So, yeah, we'll see.
0: Yeah, I've only watched that once in the theater, and I, I liked it, but I... Yeah, go, go watch Spider Man: reading.
1: Homecoming, and then go watch Doctor Strange, and you tell me what you think of it then.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, uh, I cannot see myself revisiting Spider Man anytime. We've ta- we've had this conversation before, but yeah, I uh, yep. <laughs> okay,
1: uh, I think that you know what we're at a good time. That's going to do it for me. Do You want to move into coming soon.
0: Um, yeah, I have one quick review. Won't take long, and I think I've, I think that I've talked about this movie before, but I don't think that I talked about one of the reasons why it was cool. Yep. Have I ever talked about a movie called One Dark Night? I watched it, it, not- it. Doesn't ring a bell, but that's such a throwaway
1: interchangeable title for your horror stuff that who knows? Yeah,
0: it's a Code Red thing. Um, but I, actually, the first time I watched it was on Amazon Prime, and it was good enough. I'm like, oh, that that wasn't bad. So well, I got to buy the Code Red, but. Uh, what made this movie so cool? And it's like, it's PG, but it's about this girl that, uh, on a dare from her, from her, uh, sorority, she has to go stay overnight at this, uh, this mausoleum. That's where the dead people are in, right? Yes. Yeah. The
1: buildings. Yeah.
0: Yes. Yep. Yeah. And it just so happens that a, a guy was put in there. This old, this old good dude, dead dude was put in there, uh, that was practicing some sort of, telekinesis stuff and he was gathering energy from other people electricity things stuff whatever and um <laughs> but the reason this movie is cool two reasons one there corpses in the end look just fabulous um <laughs> they for some oh they look they look so you'd have to see the movie to understand what i'm talking about like you know the corpses in raiders of the lost ark the indiana jones movies Yes, I'm aware, I'm aware that Raiders of the Lost Ark is an Indiana Jones movie. What?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, uh, down in the tomb. Yes, I,
0: yes. Just just how they look, like that yeah, style, they're like, like real. There's, yes, there's a lot of those in this movie in the end, and I'm like, oh, that's so Indiana Jones-ish, uh, okay. and I, I love that. Um, but Adam West is in this movie. And more importantly, his beautiful, beautiful Adam West voice is in this movie, and I just, I just love his voice so much. And he's playing a serious, you know, a serious guy in this movie, and I'm like, ah, oh, you're actually kind of an idiot in Family Guy, right? But you're—it's <laughs> well, playing a role, Eugene. He's not I know, actually. But it's an idiot. just like I know, but it's just like whenever I hear him, I'm like, oh, Family Guy, yeah. you're, yeah. But it—it's just funny whenever I hear Adam West's voice in a movie, but. Anyway, the yeah corpses and Adam West, uh, Wait, but he's he's legit in One
1: Dark Night, right? As an actor. Yes, he is. Okay. Yeah, he's and an actual voice.
0: actor in the movie. And like, I forgot he was in it, and then you know, movie starts, and I'm like, what decade? What year? What are we talking about here? Uh, I think early '80s. Okay. Okay. And and like when I saw him, I he I didn't register at first who he was, and then he opened his mouth. I'm like, oh, Adam West, bring it <laughs> on! Your sexy, smooth voice in this. Mediocre movie just got elevated, of course. <laughs> One Dark Night, folks, not bad. <laughs> no, that's I got. I got the full
1: review in two words. <laughs> no, it, it just didn't. took a while to get to them. It did. It
0: took a lot of Adam Westy ness. <laughs> uh, okay. Anything else? Uh, nope. Okay. Coming soon. Uh, coming soon is. First and foremost, Star Wars uh, Last Jedi on Blu ray, as well as you're going to watch it, I'm sure, too. As soon as Uh, my wife is ready. She wanted to watch that one, so I'm going to wait for my second viewing to be with her. Yep, me too. I'm waiting for my wife to be like, okay, let's watch a three hour movie. (laughs) Or Force Awakens, or Last Jedi, whatever they were. Um, And also, I texted you a picture of it today. I got season one of The Outer Limits on Blu ray, and I have never, ever seen an episode of Outer Limits, but. I don't know if I have either supposedly it's right there with the original twilight zones i cannot wait but more but i guess more science fictiony no wait i have seen a couple i oh, i think it was
1: on cable one time when we were vacationing in florida and i I couldn't tell you anything about it except that yeah i, I want to say it's more science fictiony but i it did yeah. remind me of the twilight zone
0: yeah so literally like we're talking the next 10-15 minutes as soon as we're done here i'm Beeline for the basement to watch an episode or two to Outer Limits and wake up with drink and lap. Yeah. uh, Looking at pictures of whatever insect is currently attacking my face. Uh, Yes.
1: (laughs) You? uh, I I started watching, um, I got the original CBS VHS releases of Star Wars and Return of the Jedi. And my buddy TJ, always on the lookout for a VHS brother in need, came across the copy of the CBS release of Empire and snagged it for me and it's getting shipped my way. I just shipped him uh, Willow and he's shipping me that. So now I have two trilogies of the, uh, two of the VHS trilogies of the, of the Star Wars trilogy. The VHS one and the box set one from Fox. So uh, I kind of, I, I kind of wanted them because the artwork is so cool and different on both of them, but mm-hmm. Now I have all of the difficult releases to get of that. I also have the trilogy on Laserdisc widescreen. These are the original uncut, unaltered, not un—not uncut, it would just be unaltered, I guess. But uh, <laughs> untampered with, let's put it that way. Especially, like, you asked me this week too, am I going to get the Blu-rays? And I'm like, I'm hesitant because they changed the color palette and that fucking pisses me off when they change the color palette. And it may not have been a huge shift, but it's still a shift. And there's still the, the damn special editions. The more I watch them, and I was forgiving of them at the time when they came out, but the more I watch them, I'm like, get fucked. I don't want this shit. Like, I just don't. Me too. I just don't. Darth Vader going, no! And I, <laughs> I, I, I haven't even seen it. I just saw a clip of it. Like, I haven't watched the yeah. movie with that in it. I just saw a clip of it. I'm like, I, I don't want that. Uh, so... I I agree. And I'm convinced that Disney is going to eventually put them out on Blu-ray unaltered. I do need to pick up the prequel trilogy on Blu-ray. I definitely will have that in my collection. Uh, What else do I have coming soon? I just got, hmm, thanks to my buddy John, who hooked me up with a bunch of Disney points from Disney movies he picked up. I was able to buy one Blu-ray. And I opted for a VHS that did not work. And so I went with arachnophobia. And I got it today. Oh, nice. Arachnophobia uh, on Blu-ray. So I I said to the uh daughter, hey, look what I got. Want to watch this? And she was like, no, get away from me. No, at, no way, no. At. Like, oh, really? Really? Oh, you're such, uh, you're so tough teenager. I watched Alien and I fell asleep. It's so boring. Oh, I watched this scary movie. It's boring. It's stupid. None of these scary movies are scary. You're not showing me anything scary. I'm like, Let's go watch this. No, I don't like spiders in real life, so that's a real fear. I'm not going to watch this. I'm like, all right, sissy. Yeah. Come on, let's go. Let's go watch Rack... I I said, I haven't watched it in so many years. You know, it's probably all just fake looking, and it's probably not creepy at all. It's going to freak her the fuck (laughs) out. (laughs) Uh, And I'm going to make her watch it at some point so that she stops talking smack about my older movies. Okay, uh... (laughs) <laughs> what else? Delta Force 1 and 2, Amityville Horror 1 and 2, got those on VHS, got some Godzilla movies, Joe versus the Volcano. I'm just, all, all kind. Of, there's a, a couple of sci-fi movies that have hit Netflix too that look kind of cool, and if I don't get them watched, they're going to end up on the roulette at some point. So, uh, tons of shit to watch around here, but I've also busted out my Super Nintendo I saw that. Yes. I, I wanted to talk a little more video games in the second segment, but we got a little, well, as yeah. always, rabbit-trailed and other things. But I uh, dug out my Super Nintendo, and I am surprised at the amount of classic games that I actually have for it. like like the big games. I also went through my collection of games for Sega Genesis and was really shocked at how impressive that collection is. It's not that I have hundreds of them, but I've got some of the really, really big ones. Uh, ditto that for... Nintendo 64. I I can't believe some of the games that I have on there that I, I, what happens is that people start giving me this shit. I think I have three N64s at this point. People just are like, you want this? I couldn't sell it at the garage sale. I'm like, of course I want it. I'm, I'm going to take anything you give me of that stuff. And so the collection has grown in, 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 when I haven't been playing it for years. But the amount of N64 games that I have that are like really expensive when you go to exchange stores, I'm like, Shit, I need to break this thing out again and play it. So I'm working my way through Super Mario All-Stars, which is Mario 1, 2, and 3. Um, I've never beaten Part 1. I've beaten Part 2, and I beat Part 3 on some cheaty, world-skippy things. I'm working on going through all three of them. I want to beat them all. Um, Just so that I can check mark say that I've done it. Other than that, I've got... Uh, Maximum Carnage, Spider Man. I've got Ninja or Ninja Turtles Four, Turtles in Time, and probably tomorrow my neighbor is going to come over and help me beat that. Cause I I went I started playing it and I beat like the first four levels and I was like I'm going to whip this thing's ass. I want to wait till my buddy's going to come over and we're going to have some drinks and sit down and just play it for the hell of it. Um, other than that, yeah, that's all the shit that's taking up my time. Yep. And
0: then I'm going to go from this to PUBG on my phone. <laughs> oh, really? So, okay, so I'm doing old school black and white science fiction and you're doing the the video games on phone. Yeah, probably.
1: Well, I mean, I'm going to go watch an episode of something with the wife and then, um, I, I'll, I don't know, I'll find something. Lately I've been hitting that Kung Fu channel on Pluto TV, just it's good background. They've been showing, um, oh, what have they been showing lately? The, uh, the Master of the Flying Guillotine. That's been on a lot lately. So I've great kind of movie. I've kind of hit parts of it along the way, and it's just great background for when I'm sniping bitches in PUBG. Okay, We're,
0: regardless, the the evenings will end the same, and that would be passed out drinking lap. No,
1: good night. No, I have an end table. I put I'm I have trained myself to keep that drink on the end table, so our evenings will not be the same. It will be you drinking lap, me face eaten off by an insect. So there you go, movie freaks. <laughs> see you next week,
0: sir. All right, see ya. <laughs> Bye.
1: Thanks for listening to Movie Freaks. If you would like to get a hold of us, or drop us a line, or tell us you liked a review, or hated a review, or you disagree, or agree, or anything at all, you can get a hold of us at facebook.com backslash moviefreakspod. You can email us at moviefreakspod at yahoo.com. You can also follow us on the Twitter, at moviefreakspod.